time for Taking Care of Business on Midlands 103. With thanks to the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business. Midlands 103. Hello and very good evening. It's Tuesday at 7pm. Where else would you be but listening to Taking Care of Business here on Midlands 103. Hard to believe. 30th of January already. I don't know about you, but that month has just flown past. But uh, lots coming up on the show tonight. Lots for you to sink your teeth into, including the I Wish Showcase. It's taken place in the RDS Dublin. It's now in its 10th year and it's aimed at inspiring teenage girls to enter the STEM or to take up the STEM subjects and bring them towards careers in engineering and whatever else, automation, robotics. That's going to be a heavy feature on this evening's show too. Later on too, you're going to hear about the Technological University of Shannon. It is undertaking a trial with uh, Ericsson and with Three Ireland where they're going to introduce a 5G network. So Dr. Enda Fallon from TUS will be along later to tell us how the trial came about and what the implications are from industry perspective, research perspective and even from the, the service delivery within the university itself. So big things coming there. Um, if you want to join this evening's conversation on the show, as always, get me here by text or WhatsApp 083 103 or you can email business at midlands103.com. Well, it might be a little bit nippier outside but it's getting warm in the studio here. It is standing room only in studio here in Midlands 103 at the minute. I've never had as many people in the studio at the one time, but there is good reason for that. If I was to ask you, what happens when you combine the challenges faced by companies in the advanced manufacturing sector across the Midlands when it comes to growing their business at the pace that meets their ambition, and mainly due to the ongoing challenges of attracting and retaining qualified people, in particular young people, Throw in cluster and then also throw in 27 transition year students from around the middle. So you put all that into the mix and what you get the other end, you get the dream big programme. This really was the brainchild and pot and cluster. That's advanced technologies and manufacturing cluster. You probably fit the cluster and its manager, Katrina Morden, who's been on the show a number of times over the past. Katrina is one of the people sitting in front of me now. Very good evening, Katrina. How are you this evening? Katrina, like all great things, these acronyms have a meaning. Tell us about dream big. What did the D-R-E-A-M stand for? I suppose the programme itself is a programme to inspire and engage and support young people pursue a career in advanced manufacturing. So a dream big, the acronym stands for dream digital or engineering automation manufacturing. And really it's a collective from a number of the members within the cluster are manufacturing. We've industry members, almost 70 in total. And it's the challenge that they face in terms of attracting people in the region to really grow their businesses at the scale and the pace at which they're capable of doing. True. You've, you've a lot of kind of data and actual evidence from these companies acutely the challenges they're facing. Can you give us an overview of what they were and, and the idea for, for Dream Big? I suppose in each company there's several, you know, the, the roles that they have available range from everything from operator level. But as we see, even with the term advanced manufacturing, the skill sets in which they do require are really advanced. So it was a programme to meet both our school, young people, and also are with our industry in a way that was portraying and I suppose changing the perception of what manufacturing was and what it is now, which really in essence contains a lot of robotics, high level thinking, automation and a lot of those skills that we really require young people to advance the the great companies that we have in the region as well. Did you find that maybe there is a complete lack of awareness or indeed a slight lack of awareness between the schools? Again, no fault of the schools, but between them, the students, even the families that are on the Midlands, 
as to the scale and indeed the quality of what these companies are actually doing, the products they're producing and therefore the opportunities that exist within them? Well, I know I'm from the Midlands and before I took on this role in 2021, you know, I didn't know. You know, you walk past these buildings, um, but you rarely understand the depth, the quality of the people that work within them, the products that they sell. They're on a global stage. And I suppose it was a case of could we create a programme which really enabled us to open the doors at the companies, but do it in a way that was very meaningful for the students as well. So some of the a lot of the companies, you know, the level of health and safety that they have in place, you know, they are restricted in terms of the hands on experience that students can really gain within the setting as well. So the programme was designed specifically to bring together five companies. The students would rotate each morning and each day across each of the five companies. But I suppose a lovely addition to that was that we had an opportunity every afternoon that they would take a theme within that company and then really explore it through a hands-on activity. So we also collaborated not with the companies, but with a number of really highly skilled outreach professionals each afternoon. So by that, by doing that, we are meeting not only the, me, the needs of our industry partners, but also of the schools and more importantly, the students themselves. And we're going to hear from two of those students in a little while on the show to get their feedback and their experience of it because it doesn't end there. There's much more behind to come with this story too. But um, I think when I go back to, I studied civil engineering in college and does anybody remember like the world books you used to get and used to get like little encyclopedias with them? I actually pulled it out and I looked up what a civil engineer does and it sounded like it fitted. So that's what I went off and studied. Um, it served me well as a career. Was it ultimately where I probably should have been? Possibly not. Um, but it goes to show, like, again, I think that exposure to an industry and at least what's out there can, can be huge. I'm going to bring Ashling Nolan into the conversation now. Ashling is the Chief People and Technology Officer with the Mergon Group up in Castle Pollard. You may know the name. You probably don't know the extent of the operations that are up there. Ashling, can you give us a 30 second overview of the Mergon Group? I can. Um, so, as you said, we're based in Castle Pollard um, in business for 42 years. Um, nearly 43 and um, started out as a very small manufacturing company in, in Castle Pollard. And since then, we've grown to um, employ close to 1200 people around the world. Our locations are in Ireland, Castle Pollard, um, the US, the Czech Republic, the UK and most recently Mexico. Um, and we employ people in a, in a wide range of disciplines, as, as Katrina said, from operator through to design engineers, tooling engineers, quality engineers, um, environmental engineers, um, a huge host of varied, challenging, exciting um, careers in the, in the manufacturing world. And we deal really on a, a very global scale, as Katrina said as well, um, companies in the Midlands really are competing on a, on a global scale. So in Morgan, the role of an engineer, you know, can be can involve dealing with customers in California, uh, design partners in India, colleagues in Mexico, all within the one day. Um, so it's really a very global and um, diverse um, work environment. You've probably seen a huge evolution in manufacturing practices, even in your own time with the company, I can just imagine. Absolutely. I've been working in manufacturing for close to 27 years now and the, the change over that time has been absolutely staggering. Um, I actually joined when email was being introduced to Morgan. That's kind of hard to believe. Um, it was it was around the, the same week. Um, and we have a saying in one of the walls in our one of our meeting rooms that the pace of change has never been so fast and yet will never be slow as slow again. 
Um, and we see that all the time. So um, particularly in the last number of years, the, the changes have been huge. I suppose the biggest one is the, the D of our Dream Big programme, the digitalization which really brings devices and sensors onto our equipment, um, our machines, our production lines and, and takes data, um, which provides um, and provides analysis for the manufacturer of how production equipment and machines are, are running. And importantly, gives us an opportunity to, to improve robots and automation have been um, in Murgon for, for a very long time, since around the same time I joined um, and they've had a massive impact on the, the manufacturing landscape as well. So really performing the, the work um, more accurately um, at a higher pace and with greater precision than we humans can do and taking that, you know, less desirable aspect of the work in manufacturing um, away. That seems um, to be the key, I think, for a lot of companies is, is removing the more the remedial, the manual tasks as much as you can and, and really focusing on those kind of higher end, higher end, higher value jobs as well. With the Dream Big program, um, you were attracted to it, I guess, because it gives that opportunity to engage with a potential new workforce, show people exactly what the company does. You're, you're particularly kind of keen on trying to attract more females into the manufacturing sector as well. And interestingly, the number of females outnumbered males on the Dream Big program. That was a, a nice uh, starting point. Absolutely. We were we were delighted with that result. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Katrina has been the, the driving force behind the Dream Big program. And, um, you know, a number of things were just got right from from the beginning. First of all, I think the collaboration of local companies is really powerful because you can go in to see one company and, and that's a nice day. But when you you put it together over a full week and you see five companies, um, a different one each day, and you engage with the, the calibre of outreach partners that Katrina had organised to provide really engaging workshops on areas like robotics, which of course spun off into the fantastic VEX robotics competition that we were at last week, um, and important themes like sustainability. Um, it really has so much more impact than individually companies welcoming, as we all would, um, visitors to our, to our plants um, but together, I think we just achieved um, so much more impact. And of course, the title Dream Big, while it stands for um, all those engineering um, words that Katrina listed, um, it's an aspirational title. And um, that's what we want students to dream big and to, re- to realise that you can do that within the Midlands. I think the full tagline, you know, to dream big, you don't have to go far, um, was really what we were trying to, to get across, that there is advanced technology at a very high level um, in all of those companies and that, that you drive really, by. And you know, sums see. up the Maragon Group because you're based in Castle Pollard headquartered there. You know, it's quite remote and rural, but yet it's it's probably even a huge selling point for you. Like, and to be able to bring and develop what you have done there is is nothing short of phenomenal. Much more to come on that very shortly. I'm going to use Alan Hanafy and bring Alan into the conversation here. Alan is with Robotics and Drives in Mullingar. Alan, I suppose, a very quick overview of Robotics and Drives and I guess what enticed you to take part and become involved in the Dream Big programme. Uh, so thanks very much, Roland. So Robotics and Drives have been around 18, almost 19 years, <coughs> uh, co-founded by Ken and Stephen. So we are a robotics systems provider. So we build the machines with the robots on board and program the robots to do the types of tasks that Ashling has spoken to in, in that kind of higher-paced, pre- precise kind of way. So we've, we are an added-value partner of ABB Robotics in particular, and there are 1,235 of them approximately globally. 
but Ken and Stephen were the first ones ever on the planet. So they were achieving great things at that time in 2008. ABB Robotics um, globally recognized that and uh, awarded them that status. So we are the go-to person uh, in Ireland um, to supply you with an ABB robotic system. But we are far-reaching, like, like Ashling I spoke to, we're also globally facing. So I would own uh, projects in relation to uh, sites in China, US, uh, various places in, in Europe and so on. So we're, we're um, really embracing the Dream Big program because the dream really represents us, digitalization and, of course, robotics and engineering and automation and, and manufacturing is, is essentially all of what we do. Yeah, it really is. It's given already connotations of of trying to you know catch people's imaginations and inspire them, which really yeah. I think unfortunately I know for myself a career in engineering sometimes we kind of almost train that out of people maybe to to really inspire them and speak about engineering or, or these type of roles in in that in that kind of mindset. Um, are you finding those same challenges maybe as other companies in just even attracting people to begin with into the sector into the into that area? I, I, I think it's worse possibly in our case because uh, you know we, we've had traditional electrical apprentices and, and uh, mechanical apprentices primarily electricians and fitters and those skill sets are, are things we need but at the same time when you're advancing technology and you're innovating you need other skill sets so we've been working closely with uh, TUS and Atlone in, in the field of robotics in particular but to try and build our own people as regards uh, growing the team and expanding and having extra capacity to meet to meet growing demands um, you know, we're we're all in the same boat. You know, the the market is quite buoyant from from a, a employee's perspective, but the skill sets don't readily exist. You know, when when people are leaving college, when they think they've done a robotics course, it's not industry facing. It's not industry 4.0 ready. It's not advanced. Um, you know, industry and manufacturing facing already from that perspective. So, Is there enough being done, do you think, to even encourage people towards robotics, automation, engineering courses at the minute? I, I definitely don't believe so, to be honest, to be frank about it. And um, that's kind of part of why we've really embraced the Dream Big program and, and our role in the ATIM cluster is, is to try and, you know, um, think differently and think outside the box. So you can encourage people and open up their eyes, uh, like it's been said earlier, in relation to what's going on inside these buildings around the countryside, it's it's huge. Uh, Ireland is a powerhouse of innovation, and there's a big disconnect between the young people and what we do on a day-to-day basis, or, or my colleagues. Do we underestimate, well, probably the answer to this one is probably yes, but do we underestimate the younger generation of that because they come with a huge requisite skill set already in terms of digitalization, the way they interact with systems and that. Yeah. Are we? Do we yeah. probably, us older fogies, completely yeah. overlook yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. We, we have, uh, we've, uh, engaged with and partnered with the uh, Atlantic Technology University. They have a, a mechatronics uh, engineering course, a level seven course, but the trainees are on our floor all the time. They don't go to the college in Sligo. They're three days on the floor with their mentors in our facility and then two days at a hot desk doing their project work and so on. But how quickly they've gotten to grips with things when we would look at maybe a 40-year full-time student coming in to do a placement or something. There are our second year's who are five days of the week in, in the building as such, uh, are so much more ahead of, you know, the fourth years. They're coming in with, a like you said, a base layer of, of digitalization on board. And uh, that's something we're trying to harness at the moment. As I say, we'll meet some of those students uh, very, very shortly. I'm going to bring another company who participated in the Dream Big programme, Decodec Automotive, based in Collinstown, uh, Westmead. And we have Gary Nugent here. Gary is an EHS sustainability manager with, with Decotech. Gary, very quick synopsis. Who are Decotech and what do you do? Okay, so Decotech Automotive, um, we're based in Collinstown, just outside Mullingar. So we were in the automotive sector, 
So we produce <clears throat> premium aluminium trim for uh, for the automotive sector. So it's a it's a premium product. Um, um, our customer profile would be more on the premium side in terms of um, so I'll mention Porsche, um, Volvo. They would be within our uh, cohort of our top customers. Um, yeah, we have a workforce in excess of three hundred people, um, <clears throat> which includes the, the all of the technical skills which we're talking about here today. Um, and we've recently um, acquired a premises open the Czech Republic. So again, it's a it's a busy time for us in terms of uh, uh, business expansion. And again, that whole thing of trying to attract people in the first place and retain them, um, something that really drew you towards the Dream Big program. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I suppose right from the get go, uh, once we uh, once we uh, became involved uh, in Dream Big with Katrina, straight away for us, it it um, it was a no brainer. It fit our business model completely. So. Like our ethos, it's it's all about kind of starting young, you know, making sure that uh, I suppose advanced manufacturing is um, is something that is captured from an early age. So for us, that dream big, like the, for us, the opportunity to to allow students to come in and have a look at what we do on a daily basis. Uh, for us, it was it was a huge inspiration to our business because all of a sudden our departments became more involved and the curiosity levels. Uh, Rose and, and and from that it kind of gained more traction. So mm. it was it was beneficial on both sides. I would say in terms of you know the students getting the benefit of seeing us in industry, but also for us to to, to become more motivated. There's an element of you know those programs you see on TV, how it's made, and you're watching these everyday items, and you're kind of going, "That's incredible!" Like you mentioned, Porsches, Volvos, different cars, and I know even with, you know with Lexus like Maragon as well. There's many vehicles going around that are components are made quite locally. And if people probably don't even realise that, like that what's been made on their own doorsteps in their own communities, um, it's absolutely fascinating. We have to take a quick break now, but after that, we'll continue to discuss the Dream Big programme and really hear from the people that matter, as in some of the students who participated in it. So don't go anywhere. We'll talk to you very shortly. Taking care of business. With thanks to the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmead. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business. The main topic of discussion this evening here in a packed studio in Midlands 103 is the Dream Big programme. It was created by the Atom Cluster, that's Advanced Technologies and Manufacturing, and the Dream stands for Digitalisation, Robotics, Engineering, Automation and Manufacturing. The programme is designed to inspire, engage and support young people in the Midlands to pursue a career in advanced manufacturing. Well, who better to hear from next than some of those very young people? Hannah Madden is currently a fifth-year student in St. Joseph's Secondary School in Rochford Bridge, and Evan Buckley is a fifth-year student at St. Mel's College. College in Longford. Uh, very good evening. Good evening. Hannah, I'm going to start with you. What was it about the Dream Big programme that enticed you or attracted you to say, this is something I'm interested in at least having a look at? Well, I kind of knew a little bit about robotics and drives and TEG. I'd seen them around in town, but the other companies, I hadn't really any idea what they were doing. Um, and I've kind of been interested in engineering and I wanted to find out more about the different ranges and types there are. So was really looking forward to taking part and getting into these five companies. I never would have had an opportunity to get in and see what they're really about otherwise. What really stood out for you? Anything, any companies, anything they do, any sort of processes that kind of made you go, I was not expecting that. Well, in a lot of the companies, I didn't expect so much kind of design work to go into it. I sort of just thought we'd see a big shop floor kind of lots of machines and things, but the behind the scenes of like the design of the machines how they work and like before they put them together they have to you know test like in robotics and drives they have to test 
will the robot work uh, in CAD before they actually make the physical robot. So that was something I hadn't really thought of before. I know it's probably early days, but is it has it already influenced maybe potential career choices, CEO choices for you as you as you look probably next year at filling out those forms? I think it has, yeah. Um, I'm actually doing a work experience placement with robotics and drives next week. So um, I'm very interested in the robotics end of it. And that day that we spent with the Dream Big program in there, I think not a big favourite, but it might have been my favourite day. So right. We might have a live uh, salary negotiation on air, <laughs> Alan, will we tonight? Yeah, we could do that. And Evan, from yourself as well, I suppose similar questions. When What was it attracted you to the Dream Big program? Well, I thought it sounded very interesting in terms of we could get insights into what these companies do and uh, what they produce. Uh, the, the, uh, uh, sorry, they, uh, they all produce very different uh, products. And I think it was very interesting because they do all sorts of different things from making medical products to manufacturing pieces for cars and so forth. And all under the same kind of rigid, rigorous as a quality control testing and stuff like that, that that Hannah was mentioning too. Has it helped you in terms of maybe potentially making a career choice? Is kind of that that is it a sector now that you would consider that there's a there's a there's a good viable career for me? Uh, yes, it's helped me. I think I would greatly consider this in the future. I've not yet decided, but it's influenced my decision, and I think it's a career path that potentially I could go down. And would you have known much about the companies involved beforehand? Uh, no, I was unaware of some of the companies. And I think it's great that there's so many uh, companies in the Midlands that provides people with great opportunities to go and work and give insights into this kind of industry. Would you both plan to stay and work in the Midlands? Was that always on the agenda or would you say, no, I'm going to travel first or I'm going to move away somewhere else? Like, does this, has it really, does it, does it actually change your thinking? Uh, well, I'm just glad because I have these opportunities so close to me. Instead of going to any one of the major cities, I have it near, nearby. And it's given me a, some great opportunities because of the how close it is. And Hannah, it's opened up even further opportunities for yourself. We'll come back to your work experience in a second. Do you have a VEX robot uh, trophy in front of you, is that right? I do, yeah. We we went to the VEX Robotics Regionals there last week in Tullamore. And we actually came out of it with a design award, which qualifies us now for the Cork Nationals in a month's time. So we're very happy to have that. It's our second time at the Nationals. We went last year as well when we were in TY. This year, with the support of Dream Big and Robotics and Drives, Deck Tech and Mergon, we've managed to push it further and be even more successful. So we're looking good for Nationals. Really putting the Midlands on the map. Um, Alan, I'll go back to yourself then with Robotics and Drives. Hannah's going to undertake a work placement with yourselves. This is beginning to sound like a good outcome. Absolutely, yeah. And it's exactly what we were trying to do, trying to engage people, uh, young people and, and uh, move forward. To, to Hannah's credit, she's really kind of driving it herself. She's asking the right questions and doing the right things. But we've spoken to a couple of people in our team and they're excited to have her on board and they're ready ready for her to turn up on day one. And that kind of speaks to some of the points made earlier that you know, we, we have people in our teams that are willing to do this work, but making the connection between these young people and our people in our teams is kind of, you know, where, where more work needs to be done. But definitely excited to have Hannah on board and delighted that the, the VEX Robotics program as an outcome of Dream Big has gone so well and the kids have uh, well, 
kids. They're fairly big, but they've seemed to have enjoyed it very much. Yeah, fantastic. And that VEX programme, um, again, I suppose, Katrina, I'll pull you back in here as well. I mean, hugely important. I suppose loads of people listening probably know, of both primary and secondary school kids who've been involved in, in the VEX robotics, um, this is it showing really what it can do. And I suppose when you open those doors and show people what's, what's possible out there. Yeah, well, I suppose one of the key outcomes, you know, from the survey that we did and the focus groups with the students after, one of the key things were they came from 12 different schools, but actually became really good friends, I suppose. So there was a strong kind of peer set and we didn't want to let that kind of filter away as they were in their senior cycle stage either. So the opportunity came out with Offaly County Council and the companies uh, through the Atom Cluster was to kind of support them further. So they met up uh, in robotics and drives for a couple of on a couple of Saturdays and Fridays, you know, really putting in the time themselves and being supported by the companies that we have here today. And they applied. They had very novel names, rapid action, terminal velocity and uh, nano ninjas as well. So we were delighted and they really flew the flag uh, for us last Tuesday and we're delighted with the success of one of the teams as well. But what's lovely is that there's a really strong interest in all of that cohort going down to support them in the national final as well. It's fantastic. And I know we've um, we've a big crowd of guys around microphones, but Ashling and uh, Gary, if you want to try to join back in there somewhere, I suppose the big question is what happens next with Dream Big? Um, it certainly sounds like you've achieved a huge amount in a relatively short space of time. Katrina, what's next? What, what's what's on your agenda? What would you like to see and where would you like to see the programme going? Well, I think it's it's attracted a lot of appetite as well from not only parents, I suppose, and we failed to mention that there was 80 people at the closing ceremony of it. So I've been uh, contacted by parents, by students, by teachers. But I think, you know, on a regional level, there's been a really strong ambition to see this delivered, not only where we did the pilot in Westmeath, but that there's a backing now to do it across the four counties. So we're really excited about that and, you know, supporting more students and more uh, companies with the offering that we've put together. Ashling, from Merrigan's perspective, firmly back in the Dream Big programme. Absolutely. We're looking forward to to this year's event. Um, I think the employees who participated in it get a a huge amount from it, as well as the students. Um, So, you know, very much um, with based on Katrina's advice, we took the approach of explaining how a product goes from, um, you know, a a design concept from a customer like Tesla in our case um, to the car in the parking lot. Um, where the the washer tank is fitted Um, and we had everybody involved in in that process speak about their role um, and who they work with and how they they do it on a day-to-day basis Um, and yeah we're absolutely delighted to see that the programme is not only happening again in Westmeath um, but that expanding it to the other Midlands counties is also going to to happen Um, and so the impact will be even greater and, and hopefully the the output for students and over the long term for, for employers will be will be greater as well. Gary, for yourself and, and Decotech as well, I suppose, key learnings from your perspective, you know, we're, we're talking here about how the students probably had their eyes opened, undoubtedly Decotech probably had yours open too. What were the kind of key takeaways? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, look, I suppose for us, uh, the key findings for us, it was, <clears throat> I suppose, it's it, at a start, it was, the benefits, the mutual benefits to, to, to both the students and to, to, to us in industry. Um, also, I suppose it showed the level of enthusiasm that's out there, you know, particularly uh, among the, the, the younger student cohort. Um, 
And again, we've really seen that in the in the in the, the vex competition area, like just the passion, the enthusiasm, the joy that 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 comes when uh, people get really involved, you know. Um, and it's it's the added it's the added advantage as well, like in terms of, and we spoke about it already, the the, the location that we have here within the Midlands, you know, that it's um, that it's not always the big cities uh, where you have to go when uh, you're talking about advanced manufacturing or uh, or, or or other STEM um, attributes, um, and it's it's. I suppose one of the key findings for us also was the fact that um, historically this would have been classed as a kind of a male-orientated or dominated uh, <clears throat> industry, whereas, and, and, and again, we've, we've clearly seen it with Dream Big, um, the female students, um, I think there were more female students than there were male students. So, again, testament yeah. to what's happening at a young age. So yeah, if you don't first, change, you're alienating potentially half your exactly, potential workforce, exactly. which is insane at this, this time as well. Gary, in as few words possible, why would somebody take up a career in the kind of advanced manufacturing sector? Okay, um, well, I suppose it's 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 a very specialised uh, sector. Um, there's a there's a lot to be gained from it. I suppose it's it's a case where, <clears throat> and it's not always about having the qualification as a prerequisite before you come in. There are opportunities to to, to pursue in advanced manufacturing, even outside of the the. the the normal, um, the, the, the normal educational route, but it is—it's a very rewarding um, industry. Um, you know, when you get to be involved in a in a detailed project uh, right from inception, and to watch a project like that grow, um, and to watch it go through all of the different phases of project, um, and for it to become a reality, and just even to see that and be involved in that—it's. Uh, fascinating, you know. Absolutely. Well, look at it. Sounds like Dream Big is is a phenomenal start as well, and and. It has kind of a, it brings back to me like it, it's something like an idea somebody might have had many years ago and said, why don't we go and engage the school students and why don't they come and visit us and we see. But actually, it takes a lot of people to come and, and take action as well. Undoubtedly, Katrina Morton playing a huge role in that. Folks, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, well done on everything you've achieved so far with Dream Big. Um, great to hear that the industry is behind the programme, going to continue doing it. It's filtering into the schools and other county councils involved, Katrina, in terms of the um, the VEX robots as well. I suppose over to Katrina for a final word. Um, if people want to find out more about Dream Big, get involved for future programmes, how can they do it? So they can contact me. I'll be in contact with all of our members as well in across the each county. Um, and we hope to roll it out in, in the autumn period as well. We're also going to engage the student, the students that are, are in the classroom as well through the teachers. So we, in Technological University of the Shannon, they teach and they train all the technology teachers as well across Ireland. So that's going to be supplementing our programme in the coming year. We're working on that and very excited about that prospect. So overall, you know, over a three-year period, we hope that we will engage in excess of 5,000 students between the kind of industry side and also in terms of the transition module that we'll roll out, which is going to bring industry into the classrooms. Um, so really excited about that prospect and fine working on the finer details of that at the moment. We're really looking forward to it. No better person as well. And undoubtedly, I mean, 5,000 students, that, that that says it all. If that's the target and and um, one that I know, I'm, I no doubt will be not just met, but but uh, surpassed as well. Look at Ashling Nolan from Maragon, Gary Nugent from Decotech, Alan Hanafi, Robotics and Drives. To our students, Hannah Madden and Evan Buckley, thank you all for coming in and Katrina as well. Keep up the great work, folks, and uh, keep doing great things for the Midlands. Uh, thank you all for coming in this evening. 
Time now for a very quick break. After that, another programme now that's looking at encouraging young young females into the STEM subjects and indeed into that kind of advanced manufacturing engineering sector is the I Wish programme up in Dublin. Find out about that after this quick break. Taking care of business. With thanks to the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business. Still to come, how the Technological University Shannon at Lone Campus is set to become Ireland's most connected campus through a 5G standalone trial. But before that, kind of continuing that team of trying to attract our young schoolgoers into the areas of STEM and into the areas of robotics and engineering and automation, as we've just been talking about in the show at the start. I want to talk to you and bring your attention to the I Wish programme. It is taking place in the RDS next month. And again, it is designed to attract female teenagers towards careers in the STEM fields. One of the co-founders is Gillian Keating. Gillian is also a partner for RDJ Law Firm and Gillian joins me now. Very good evening, Gillian. Um, I suppose take us through, this is the 10th year of the I Wish programme. Um, how did it first come about? So we initially started the programme because we were passionate about ensuring that young girls would have every opportunity available to them. And we could see from the companies and businesses operating in the region around us that they were very much focused on the science and technology. And we knew that that was the future. And if girls weren't skilled to participate in that future, then we were going to have a real problem. So it was very much about passion for the girls and making sure that no limits would apply to them, but also ensuring that Ireland Inc. would be able to compete for the best and brightest in terms of jobs, and in terms of companies coming to Ireland um, in a global landscape where competition was so fierce. But very quickly from that first year, with that kind of dual goal, it turned to um, be driven by our passion for the girls to ensure that they would have the best and brightest opportunities available to them. Um, um, a key so, team, I see, of the 2024 I Wish showcase is to address the gap between girls' work-related values and the perceived values of STEM careers. What are you doing, I suppose, to really kind of look into that topic and, and what sort of outcomes would you like to see from it? Yeah, so it's very interesting. We survey the girls every year and we run one of the largest surveys of teenage girls' attitudes to STEM in Europe. And so we get really valuable information from those surveys. And what was interesting is last year, they, what they told us, the work-related values that meant the most to them. Um, and they were good li- work-life balance, high salary, opportunity to travel, contributing to the world we live in and being good at their job. And then we asked them, OK, well, what do you think a STEM career delivers? And there was a mismatch in terms of what they valued and what they believed a STEM career delivered. So this year, we've asked all our exhibitors and our speakers to talk to that. So in other words, to highlight to the young girls, actually, the values that STEM careers can deliver for them. And in fact, they're very well matched to what the girls say they value the most. For example, they do provide a real chance to make a difference in the world. They allow girls to make new discoveries, to work as part of a team, and indeed to have very well-paid work as well. And that, the girls said, is important to them. I don't know whether you heard the first part of the show, but we were looking at the Dream Big programme and actually of the 27 participants on that, 15 were, were girls, which again was, you know, again, but really appreciated by the participating companies and but always came as a surprise. But it goes to show you that the talent pool and interest is out there. Now, the event is taking place on the 8th of February in the RDS and you have some very well-known speakers lined up, including a former president. 
That's right. We are so honoured this year. Mary Robinson is coming to speak in person. She's been a great supporter of I Wish over the years. And to have her attend in person to meet with the girls um, is phenomenal. And what's really interesting is that the, the issues which she speaks to, while she is certainly a little bit older than me, She's a little bit older than the girls, needless to say, but it resonates so strongly with the girls. When she talks about climate justice, when she talks about leadership, when she talks about equity, these are all topics that mean so much to this next generation as they did indeed to mine and indeed uh, to Mrs. Robinson's as well. And we also have Kira Judge, who's a former BT Young Scientist winner and who is now working in the area of infectious diseases. We have India and Portia Healy O'Connor, who are two young women who set up their own business in fintech. We have Casey Mullen, the Irish Olympic hockey player, which I'm sure many of your listeners will have heard a lot about over the last few years. Fantastic success there. But interesting, what they may not know is that she's also a biomedical engineer. So she will be speaking to the girls as well. So great breadth of speakers and then fantastic companies represented. And that's the unique thing about I Wish. These companies will be showcasing what it is they actually do. Because many young girls don't know what the likes of Regeneron, Merck, Stryker, Deloitte, Dell Technologies actually do and what the opportunities they present for these girls in this new world of technology and science that's opening up to them. Absolutely, said that has formed a huge part of the discussion this evening. Show is just opening those doors, increasing awareness, making people aware of what's on their doorsteps. And around the Midlands, we've had some fantastic, fantastic examples of, of three huge companies that are operating with a global outreach from a Midlands base as well. For anybody that wants to find out more about that, it's iwish.ie, plain and simple website, very addressed, easy to find and um, a fascinating programme. Gillian, unfortunately, time is tight. Thank you so much for this evening. All the very best with the 2024 showcase and uh, look forward to hearing more about that in the future. Thanks very much, Ron. Take care. Bye. That website again is just iwish.ie. Again, worth checking out if you have somebody out there, particularly a young female student who wants to see what opportunities are out there in the STEM, uh, another opportunity to go and explore that. Time for a quick break. After that, you're going to hear how TUS is going to become Ireland's most connected campus. Taking care of business. With thanks to the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmead. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business. Technological University of the Shannon or Tucson at Lone Campus is set to become the nation's most connected campus thanks to a new partnership which will see it used as a testbed for 5G standalone networks. Dr Enda Fallon, Head of the Department of Computer and Software Engineering at Tucson at Lone, uh, joins me now. Enda, how did this trial come about and what's the significance of it? I suppose, Ronan, we have a, a very long-term relationship with, you know, Ericsson uh, here locally in Athlone and a huge telecommunications experience really going back to, you know, the late 1970s. Um, and obviously in the telecommunications sector at the moment, 5G technology is, is one of the core features. And with that, uh, one of the uh, mobile companies that are deploying 5G in Ireland is Tree. And working with Tree and Ericsson and also with Samsung, we're now in the position to deploy our own 5G standalone network. So uh, hopefully it'll create huge opportunity both for education, for our students and also for our partner companies. 
I noticed on the press release that um, hit the areas today that it, basically it's going to really allow you to examine the impact that 5G will have across maybe every everyday lives using the campus as a testbed for the technology. It even goes as far as saying looking at evaluating solutions to problems that have yet to be conceptualised. What might we be talking about there? Yeah, that's a huge thing when you're trying to explain 5G. So the way, the way we explain it sometimes with regard to our students run on this, if you can imagine coming down on Christmas morning, you go in under the tree, you open your parcel, and what you've got is a really cool set of batteries. You know, that's effectively what the networking capability is. And what we need to do then is to go and build the applications that are going to utilize this huge capability, you know. If it was in mechanical terms, what you'd have is a really good engine and a really good chassis, but you'd have to build a car on it. So with regard to the network, what it's going to allow us to do is to work with partner companies, work with Tree and work with Ericsson in order to develop state-of-the-art new applications. So one of the ones maybe that we're considering, so we are part of a European partnership uh, of universities throughout Europe called the EU Run. And one of our partners in Portugal is looking at robotics for performance small operations, so the likes of mole removal. So the idea is that the surgeon would be, you know, using VR headset in order to control the robot to to remove, you know, a, a mole or whatever. This 5G capability will give us the latency, so that operation could be actually done internationally. So what you would have is you would a surgeon in a different country you know, controlling the robotic um, device in order to uh, to perform the operation. And that's one of just a host of different applications that we're hoping to develop. And of course, when we get into that kind of high-end surgical, medical, you know, undoubtedly there'll be years of kind of certification, accreditation to achieve that stuff. But actually, this opens the door for stuff right down onto like perf- tracking potentially athletes' performance levels. Absolutely, you know. Um, so we obviously have a, a very um, talented group within the uh, the uh, sports science department here at TUS, and what we are really interested in here is bringing together expertise with regard to sports analysis, together with the physical infrastructure. So you know our facilities that we have here, you know, on, on the campus and in, and all the TUS campuses. So what we're really hoping to do is to have you know absolute state of the art. A capability with regard to sports analysis. So as an example there, what you would be looking at is multiple drones taking um, images of particular matches, looking out for for player positioning and, for example, looking at optimal player interaction. You know, not only what happened, but what could have happened or how a play could have performed. And all of this done in real time because of the speed and the capacity of, of this 5G network deployment. 5G network that is going to be installed, you know, as part of a major trial, a standalone trial within the, the campus on Tusat Loan, and it opens up massive opportunities in terms of research, innovation, and again, really supporting that very ecosystem, advanced manufacturing companies that many of whom you met, Decotech, Automotive, Merigon Group, and Robotics and Drives, who you met at the start of the show, and again, who were showcasing both to you listening this evening and all those students who participate in the Dream Big programme, exactly how wonderful and the amazing work that takes place here around the Midlands from a manufacturing perspective. And um, That's it for taking care of business for this evening. Um, time for me to go and let Joe Cooney in. He'll be here after 8 o'clock with Country Roads. I'll be back next Tuesday, as always, from 7pm, and I look forward to ta- in tackling into the latest business topics. Minister Peter Burke will be on with Will Faulkner tomorrow morning. 
And he would be specifically asking about the challenges that are being faced by some small businesses and many closures. So lots still happening on Midlands today from nine tomorrow morning. Talk to you soon. Taking care of business returns next Tuesday at 7pm with the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business.